everyone. Welcome to the Listen, Speak, Learn podcast. We are so happy that you are listening. Today, we are going to be talking about sex. Hey, Deja. Hi, Asia. What is your opinion on teens having sex? I guess in my household, it was more like, it was like a taboo subject. We didn't really talk about it, but, you know, it was known. So, like, mm-hmm. the little bit of conversations that we did have were my dad, you know, because he's your dad. He's going to mm-hmm. be like, you know, don't do it at all. And my mom, she's like, you know, well, if you are going to do it, just make sure that you're careful. So, what I took from both of those were, like, you know, if you can wait until marriage, that's great. That's wonderful. That's the best thing. But if you can't... Just make sure that you use protection and you're not just doing it just to be doing it, but like you actually like do it with a person that actually, you know, matters, not just like a one time thing. Yeah. Um, my parents growing up, they didn't really talk about it either, to be honest. It was like you said, a taboo subject. I know that they talked about it to my older siblings, but because I was the youngest, they they got a divorce when I was twelve, so they didn't have any reason to tell me before then. So when they did get the divorce, they weren't together. So it's not like they were teaming up, planning on having this conversation with me. And we had a lot going on after the divorce. There's a lot of stuff happening and we were moving back and forth. I went with my mom. So I had two separate relationships with my parents. So my dad definitely, I'm sure he was extremely uncomfortable talking about that with me. Um, For some reason though, in my mind, And in my heart, I just knew that I should wait. I don't know why. I'm sure that seed got planted in in me when I was younger, probably when I went to church. I don't know, maybe by my parents, and I just don't remember having that talk. But I just knew deep down that that was something that that was just the right thing to do. So when I did get in relationships, that was always in the back of my mind. And thankfully, when I was younger, I didn't have anybody in my life or anybody in my significant other type of relationship to pressure me into that. So my opinion on that is I think for younger people, because they don't know yet, and even if their parents don't tell them yet, I think the thing that they need to know the most is that what they have is precious and to treat themselves with respect first and to know that not having sex is a valuable thing. It's very rare. It's very, very precious and like rare I feel like what's being taught in the media and what's being taught in movies and television and all that is that it's it's like abnormal to not have sex before marriage. It's abnormal. It's weird. It's different. And nobody likes that. But I think that that's the most special thing you can keep. That's something that you should protect growing up. And in your relationships, you should always protect that part of yourself because it is so precious and special. So why is it so important for teens to set boundaries in committed relationships or dating relationships? I think it's important to set boundaries because if you don't set boundaries, then anything goes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for the most part, if you don't set boundaries for yourself, then you're not going to set boundaries for anybody else. And it's important that you have boundaries because God didn't just make you for you just to be used you know, just be tossed around. Our body, I've been told, is a temple. Mm-hmm. So it's important that you set these boundaries because, like you were saying earlier, you're precious. Everything that you have to offer is precious. So you don't want to just 
you don't want to just give it away. And then I've also been taught too, like boundaries are also a part of just believing in your self-worth. And if you don't have like a lot of confidence like in yourself and believe in your worth, then you won't set boundaries that need to be set. I agree 100%. I think it's important for teens to set boundaries in committed relationships and every relationship, really, because, like you said, anything can happen if you don't set boundaries. And even if you know that you want something, like, no, people can't read your mind, so you have to communicate what you want. You have to communicate and teach people verbally and through actions how you need to be treated. So it's very important for people to know because at the end of the day, like, if they don't know, then it's not, it's not really their fault because they didn't know. They, were, they just didn't know that you had that boundary. But if you, it, like, sometimes it does happen where you communicate boundaries and people do cross them. But I think the beginning and the first step of having, like, a healthy relationship is to set those boundaries so that they do know. And if it does get crossed, then that's on them. And you're, you're the one, you can walk away with a clear conscience knowing I set those boundaries, but they still cross them. So it's not on you, it's on them. And, you know, you just have to forgive and move forward. But every experience like that, it teaches you how to set boundaries and what boundaries you do need to set. And if you need to set more, if you need to set different ones. And I think with every single person, because everyone is so different, there are going to be need to be different boundaries. So it's not like you can have one set of boundaries in your mind for everyone because everyone's different and every relationship is different. So it's all about just learning about each other and learning how to set those boundaries with that specific person. So how can teens make sure that they're protecting their body, mind, emotions, social life, and spiritual life? I think teens can... Make sure they are protecting their body, mind, emotions, social life, and spiritual life by, um, like we just talked about, setting boundaries. Because those are very important. Because if you don't have these boundaries, then you can't exactly protect all those wonderful things. Mm-hmm. And I think ways that you to, to like you can make sure by doing that is, like, first of all, by... Being careful who you allow, like, in your ear, what you watch and what you listen to. Because if you notice, like, on social media, on TV and music, it's just, all they talk about is sex. Mm. And it's more, it's, it's basically encouraging teens more to have sex because it's like, hey, you know, the songs and all of our favorite celebrities are doing it, so mm. why don't we do it? And... It's just you have to be careful what you allow in your mind because what you allow to become a thought, you eventually end up doing. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I agree. I think teens can protect their body by taking care of themselves and really be aware and cautious of who they surround themselves with. And I think they can protect their mind and their emotions by knowing how things can affect them and that yeah it's really you just have to know that you're in control of your own emotions that's a hard thing because certain things can trigger you to feel a certain way and that's out of your control but what is in your control is just knowing that 
just telling yourself that it's going to be okay and just knowing and having that confidence that no matter what happens, that you are loved, that you are cared for, that you're protected still, no matter what. So just having those, like having that faith, for me personally, it was my faith that controlled my my mind and my emotions because that's honestly kind of out of your control. Like the things that happen can trigger you in a way that is completely out of your control. So just having faith, for me personally, having faith and knowing that Jesus loves me and that He's he promises to never leave me nor forsake me no matter what, that is what helps me and like anchors me in when I'm going through like troubled times and when it seems like my world is crashing down, what anchors me is my faith. And that's what controls my mind and my emotions. Because honestly, apart from that, it's completely out of control. Like I would definitely go in a downward spiral if I didn't have that anchor of faith. Another way that teens can protect their social life is being careful and watchful when making friends. And that a lot of teens are like, really sucked into like Facebook and Instagram and they're just like in the habit of comparing themselves to other people on um, social media. So I think that to protect themselves from that, I think that even me personally, to just not get on it as much. And when I do get on it, get on it for a purpose, not to just get on it for no reason. Because it seems like every time I do that, I get on it and I never can get off of it. It like sucks you in and you just, yeah, get in like this hole. And I think teens can protect their spiritual life by having a good community to always know that you can like fall back on, to always have someone hold you accountable and keep an eye on you. Just because like if you're ever going through something, everyone, everyone needs someone to talk to when they're going through something. So I think it's important and very healthy to have someone you can talk to when you're going through something that, you know, you can't talk to a lot of people about. I think having like a spiritual mentor has been really beneficial in my life. And I think it would be beneficial for everyone who can pour into you what you need to know. And like just advice, I think that was the most beneficial in my life to this day. So what if someone's significant other is forcing them to have sex or do sexual things? What should they do? First of all, this is wrong. So if someone's significant other is forcing them to have sex or do sexual things, and you say no, this is considered rape or sexual assault. And you need to talk to someone about it and get as far away as you can as soon as possible. Because you said no. So the answer yeah. is no. There's no other. Other shit. You shouldn't have to say anything else. Other yeah. Than no. There's nothing else that needs to be said. And again, you're valuable. Your body is valuable, and it's not just something that somebody can just use for their own pleasure. Yeah. Mhm. If someone in significant other is forcing them to have sex, yeah, that's rape. And I think that in a lot of cases, it starts with just manipulation, and like. Just people getting to your mind first and like persuading you to do things you don't, you know, you don't want to do. So in the beginning, if you tell them no, if you make that boundary, then no matter what, that shouldn't, they should never cross that boundary. Like if you say no and you tell them you don't want to have sex or you don't want to do something sexual, then you need to tell someone else so that they can help you 
you know, and come in and um, help stop that relationship or help, you know, in any way that they can. Because if you alone aren't help, like changing that person's mind by having them like not persuade you or try to talk you into or even force you to do something you don't want to do, then you definitely need to tell someone else who can help you and help stop that relationship, whatever they got to do, then that's what they can do. It's just better to have another person know just because, you know, it's easy for someone to take control of just one person, but it's harder for them to do that with two people. If that ever happens to you, I think that, yeah, you should just get out the relationship and make sure you definitely tell people and, yeah, just know that no matter what, that that was out of your control and that it doesn't change who you are. That's only making you stronger. So as long as you tell someone and you communicate that boundary, then that's all you can do. And you did the right thing. Yeah. Um, I know, like, for me, I have another story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, when I was in high school, there's this boy, and he really, really liked me. So, you know, I was like, I'm going to be nice, you know. And give it a try. <laughs> so we get to talking. And like you said, it starts off with the manipulation. So he would try to, like, ask me, like, to send pictures and stuff. And he would get mad when I said no. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not worried about that. I'm not thinking about that. And, like, he would get upset and, like, he will cry and stuff. And, like, try to, like, basically make me do it. And I'm like, no, like. Is that all you see when you see me? Mm-hmm. I thought that you were talking to me because you like me, not mm-hmm. the way I look. Right. And it just it just kept being like the reoccurring issue. Like he would cry, get mad, and he would talk about how I don't love him, I don't like him because I didn't want to do nothing with him. And I'm like, that has nothing to do with it. And you know, I was scared to tell because I'm like, they gonna think you know it's all on me because. With that person, it was a reoccurring thing. I wasn't the only person he did that to. So he would get in trouble for it, but he would just go back and keep doing it. So it was like nothing. So I had to come to the point where I just told my mom, and I was just like, you know, I'm not talking to him anymore. I was like, because I know my self-worth. I know who I am. I told him no. So if he wants to be mad, he's just going to have to be mad. And so that was one of my biggest lessons that I learned in high school, which is where I learned a lot of my lessons, actually, in Mm -hmm. life, so, yeah. Yeah, I've had an experience like that, too, very similar, when I was really, really young, and naive, of course, I feel like that's when most of the manipulation is, like, can and probably will happen if it could, you know, if you're in, like, a specific, in a specific relationship, it can, because you're so young, like, no matter what happens, you just, you never know, and I think, it's important for parents and, yeah, just parents in general, any adults in that person's life to really watch over and protect that person. Because when I was young, I got in a relationship with an older man. Honestly, for me personally, I believe I was just like seeking just a father figure in my life. Because after my parents got a divorce, I I stopped talking to my dad because I had a lot of like hatred and just just sadness, honestly, toward the whole divorce situation because of the position it put us in and because of how much I had to struggle and how much me and my mom and my sister had to struggle, um, I just didn't understand it, so I was mad. And, yeah, I got in a relationship when I was really, really young, and I was very honest uh, up front with 
you know, the boundaries that I had. I even had my whole, my mom, my sister, my sister's fiance, my other sister, we all sat down with him. They told him, you know, this is, this isn't going to happen. You know, you can't do this. You're not allowed to do this. This is a boundary that she has and we have as a family. So if this does happen, you know, there are going to be consequences. So that made me feel so comfortable being alone with him because not only was it my word against him, it was my family. I felt protected. So when I did spend alone time with him, it seemed like that didn't really phase him. You know what I mean? Like he just didn't get it. He had one goal in mind, and that was to just manipulate me into doing things that I didn't want to do. And so I think that sometimes it's just, it's important for people to like surround you and like stand up. But even after that happened, even after I did clearly communicate that boundary, like he still did manipulate me. He still did take advantage in that. Like I did communicate that boundary with him. And thankfully he got taken out of my life because it just got worse after that. And things started happening and that was honestly the one of the biggest blessings because I feel like if that didn't happen, things would have just got worse and it could have escalated into like a way deeper, way bigger situation than what it already was because he wasn't in the right mindset and he just wasn't a good person because he didn't have, he just didn't have good intentions in the relationship with me. And I was so young and so naive. I just didn't understand what was going on. I had no clue that there were people out there who would like intentionally like try to hurt someone. I just didn't think that existed to be honest. I just didn't. So when I found that out, it was like the most crushing, but most powerful lessons that I've ever learned because it showed me um, through that experience. It just gave me just understanding and just an awareness. But um, I feel like if anyone ever gets into a relationship like that, they should honestly, in the beginning, just step out, just stop stop with the relationship in general. There's no need to keep moving forward. There's no need to like keep lingering that relationship on. Just get out as fast as you possibly can because it will only get worse. So that would be my advice on what someone should do if they're ever, if someone's ever in a situation like that. Thank you for listening to the LSL podcast. We hope that you were able to gain something valuable from this week's episode. If you want to send us ideas for an episode, you can send them to info at respectteam.com. Remember, you are beautiful or handsome. You are great and you are destined for greatness. Mama, I heard your heartbeat too.